Welcome to Holistic Wellness, a podcast exploring the science and metaphysics of health and wellness. I'm your host, Brandi Searcy, founder and formulator at Rain Organica, where you'll find holistic skincare in one simple routine. Last time on the podcast, we talked about the EU's list of approved preservatives and their limits. Today, we're talking about the preservatives that aren't on Annette's five list. There are a large number of these, and they range from the nefarious grapefruit seed extract, which we'll talk about first, to the new class of bioferment ingredients, typically marketed as probiotics, even though they're actually preservatives. Years ago, grapefruit seed extract, also known as GSE, was marketed as a natural preservative. Turns out it has no preservative efficacy on its own, and the GSE that exhibited antimicrobial properties was actually adulterated with some pretty wicked preservatives, including parabens and benzethonium chloride and benzalkonium chloride. Benzalkonium chloride and benzethonium chloride are both limited under AU NX5 to 0.1%. GSE has also found to be contaminated with parabens and salicylic acid. Speaking of salicylic acid, let's talk about salicylic acid as the active compound in many of, to, in many of the natural preservatives that you'll find on the market today. And here, when I say when you find that you'll find on the market, I'm talking about find on the market in skincare products today. Now, I'm not necessarily a hater of salicylic acid. The problem with it is that it encourages cellular turnover because it is a beta hydroxy acid. And when protecting your skin is of primary importance, salicylic acid kind of works against that by promoting cellular turnover and specifically doing that in a way that is contradictory to your body's own processes for cellular turnover. Your skin naturally produces enzymes that are most active at a pH of around physiologic pH. Physiologic pH is around 7.4 to promote desquamation. And desquamation is the process of releasing old skin cells to show brighter skin underneath it. Salicylic acid along with other beta-hydroxy acids and alpha-hydroxy acids are much lower than your skin's natural pH. And so they interfere with your body's own desquamation processes because essentially when you apply those topically, yes, the pH at the surface of your skin, and here I'm talking about on top of your acid mantle, is acidic. However, it doesn't take very many cell layers thick to start approaching physiologic pH. This is something that we talked about in Greek detail in one of the earlier episodes. It's linked in today's show notes, so head back there and take a listen. So when you apply products that contain BHA or AHA, so beta-hydroxy acid, alpha-hydroxy acid, and those are lower pH um, pH products, then essentially they are disrupting the pH in those in those layers of skin where normally you would start to see a pH gradient shift to higher pH. And that has the potential of disrupting your body's normal desquamation process by interfering with your body's natural enzymes that work better at physiologic pH, again, pH 7.4. Salicylic acid 
is why ingredients like willow bark extract and radish root ferment filtrate work as preservatives. Now, one, one thing to note here, while I don't recommend products that contain salicylic acid for your routine skincare, these products are great for hair care. And the reason for this is because your hair strand requires a low pH to keep that cuticle laying flat. One more note on salicylic acid before we move on. Um, so salicylic acid is associated with something called race syndrome in children. And uh, for this reason, it would be advisable that while you're pregnant breastfeeding and while you have a little one, not to use products that contain these um, preservatives in order to avoid exposing your child or your babe to uh, salicylic acid. Now, whether or not it's indeed linked, like whether or not topical application will indeed cause race syndrome, I don't know that there's literature out there yet. However, I think it's definitely worth mentioning um, to go ahead and be over the top on this one. Um, yeah, just, just saying. Of course, I, I'm over the top anyways on many things, so maybe take what I say with a grain of salt. Um, and again, I don't think that there, to my knowledge, there's not any um, data out there demonstrating whether uh, topical application would cause race syndrome. It's just something to keep in mind. Let's move on and talk about ferments as preservatives. Now, with ferments, these are often marketed as probiotics. And why is this problem? Well, it's because what's being added to your skincare isn't actually the bacteria, which would be a probiotic. I, I mean, if, it, if it's a good bacteria, it would be probiotic, right? If it were beneficial to your skin somehow. Um, it's not actually that the bacteria is added to your skincare product. What's being added to your skincare product is the, the metabolic byproducts from either yeast or bacteria. Calling these ferments probiotics is kind of like saying that penicillin is a probiotic. And we all know that's not true, right? I mean, penicillin is an antibiotic. It's not a probiotic, but it's kind of the same way. So what happens when we're talking yeast, mold, and bacteria is that each of these cells, when they start, when they, when they colonize, they want to claim the entire space, right? Like they, they want the entire thing to be, they're, they're after their own best interest. And so, you know, they want the entire space to be theirs. And so what they start doing is producing these compounds that are um, bactericidal or yeast or moldicidal to other types of bacteria, yeast or mold. And then that way they're able to claim more territory for their own. It's like the bacteria is waging war against other strains of bacteria, yeast, and mold. So what all of these ferments contain are these metabolic byproducts that the bacteria itself, or the maybe I should just expand this and say the microbe itself is using as its own microbicide. Um, when, let's talk about radish root ferment first. The reason why I like radish root ferment as a, as an, as a uh, preservative 
is because one of the compounds that's made by radish root ferment is ninhydrin. And ninhydrin is used in forensics testing to pick up fingerprints. It reacts with the amine in amino acid residues, and this just does not seem like a great ingredient to use in skincare. So for that reason, Rain Organica doesn't use radish root ferment. The other reason why Rain Organica does not use radish root ferment is because radish root ferment contains around 20% salicylic acid. And again, this is something that I don't recommend for routine use in skincare. Ideally, you want to support your body and its natural processes, not act against those processes. The other compound in radish root ferment that allows it to act as a preservative is bacteriosins. This is an entire class of compounds rather than just a single compound. Structurally, bacteriosins are either peptide chains, so this would be really short chain amino acids, or they're proteins, so this would be long amino acid chains with secondary and tertiary structures. And the thing with both, whether we're talking peptide chains or whether we're talking proteins, the thing with these is that there's almost an endless way that you can arrange that amino acid sequence so that you wind up with different um, different properties based on the amino acid sequence. And um, bacteriosins, while they're present in radish root extract, they're also present in lactobacillus ferment, which we'll talk about next. So lactobacillus ferment. With this one, the active ingredient is bacteriosins um, and possibly salicylic acid. So with the lactobacillus ferment, there are actually, um, there are actually different, what, what is the word I'm looking for here? There are different, there are different ways of, maybe the simplest way to explain this is there are different ways of processing this so that, so that you are able to remove the salicylic acid and just have the bacteriosins that serve as the antimicrobial, um, that offer the antimicrobial protection for lactobacillus ferment. Now, the problem is that the INCI name, so this is the name um, and the common name. So this is the name that you see on the label is listed the same for both. It's just both listed as lactobacillus ferment. So then the question is what, like, how do you know whether or not the lactobacillus ferment that's in your skincare product has salicylic acid or not? Well, you reach out to the, you reach out to the manufacturer, you reach out to the brand and ask. Right now, unfortunately, that's the only way to know. Here at Rain Organica, all of the products that are offered with lactobacillus ferment have the salicylic acid free lactobacillus ferment, lactobacillus ferment um, being used. Okay, so that kind of wraps up the two big um, ferments that are used in, in skincare as alternative preservatives. Next, we're, we'll talk about one other, this is, this is a relatively new, well, I say it's relatively new. I feel like it's relatively new. I know um, it's just come onto my radar. Um, the other thing with it is it's quite an expensive ingredient, so it's less common. 
this one is called raspberry ketone and this one is touted as being one that um that is used in well first of all it's touted as being natural um because yes it is naturally occurring and again we'll have an entire episode of what natural actually means and it's also one that um is claimed to be ayurvedic which with this i'm a little skeptical like i haven't seen uh, reference to this in at least the ayurvedic text that i've come across um so I'm curious to explore this one more as a potential Ayurvedic preservative. Regardless, this one is, this one appears to be a pretty clean um, preservative choice. It's one that Rain Organica is definitely exploring for some of the uh, upcoming product development. Let's see. With if there are any additional alternative preservatives or just preservatives in general that you've noticed, um, I think maybe one additional one that is rather common is caprylglycol. And this is one that's not necessarily green, it's one that's been around for a long time. Um, it is the reason why it is an alternative preservative is because it falls into that category of being a multifunctional ingredient. So it provides better skin feel. It also provides preservative enhancing um, properties to especially preservatives similar to phenoxyethanol. Um, ethylhexoglycerin is another one that kind of falls into the same category as caprylglycol. And again, it just offers, it, it enhances the preservative efficacy. And one of the reasons, like, what do I mean by this? Well, last time we talked about chelators as enhancing preservative efficacy, and we talked about why. Um, with ingredients like caprylglycol and ethylhexoglycerin, one of the things that they can do is modify kind of the surface tension of a product and modify um, modify some of the water to oil interfaces. Because oftentimes with preservative, this isn't always the case, but many preservatives are, are say many, but not C-ethanol um, definitely is more oil soluble than it is water soluble. And so these, these ingredients kind of help ease the surface tension and ease that interface between the water and the oil within a, within a formula in here, you know, you've already got an emulsion anyways. Um, but when they do that, they just kind of aid phenoxyethanol's ability to saturate the, the water um, portion of a skincare product. If there are any additional preservatives that we haven't covered um, over the past over the past couple of episodes that you have questions about or any ingredients in your skincare product that you have questions about, please reach out to me at hey at rainorganica.com and hey as an H-E-Y at rainorganica.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this series. Please take a quick sec share it with a friend uh, who might find interest in any of these episodes. As always, thank you so much for listening. It would mean the world to me if you take a quick sec and leave a review for Holistic Wellness. All right, until next time, bye.